say what you mean. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm sure this time I am You Jake. are sure. Yeah. I'm so glad. I was worried. I was like, <laughs> he's lost who he is. He doesn't know anymore. Um, so, I went to Comic-Con last weekend. Yes, you did. Wow. Is wow. It, it looks like it's something. I drive by the... Uh, it's Every time I'm going to... Because I play my flag games just right around the corner from the convention center. Okay. So, I'm always driving down MLK. Uh-huh. When no, people, no, no. That's the expo. No, that's convention center. MLK. Yeah, you goes, play down goes there. Through, yeah, over by on Buckman behind Lloyd, like behind the Lloyd Center. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I drive. Th- oh, okay, my bad. I'm in. So idiot, I drive. Yes, I drive down uh-huh. MLK, uh-huh. and the convention center's on your right when right. you're driving down MLK, mm-hmm. and. I always see people walking across the street going into the convention center. Mm-hmm. So I see the outfits. Okay. I've never actually been in, but okay. I can imagine it's an experience. Well, okay. So I've been to a Comic-Con before. I went to Emerald City Comic-Con like six or seven years ago. Okay. And it's massive. It was huge. That was a great experience um, because I went with like four or five buddies from that I worked with at the time. And they were like, let's get a hotel. Let's drive up to Seattle. So we went up to Seattle, went to the con. Then that night we went out and went to a bunch of bars, met Jason Momoa at one of the bars. Really? I didn't tell you that? No. Oh. You didn't tell me any of this. What? Oh, dude. Okay. So we were just like, just bar hopping in Seattle. And there was this weird, like almost like tiki bar. Um, it was all like island themed, which is funny because he's from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just downstairs. And this was like six or seven years ago, um, maybe longer. Yeah, no, no, six or seven years ago. I think the only thing he'd done really was I don't know if Game of Thrones was out then, um, but he did like this Hercules movie or something. Okay. And I had seen that, and that's the only thing I'd seen him in. Um, but also, I just creeped on social media and just checked him out. He seemed like a cool dude. After watching that movie, mm-hmm. looked him up and yeah. looked into things he was in. Um, so we're sitting at the this table at the bar, um, and I think this was like one of the last stops of like bar hopping. Mm-hmm. It's pretty late in the night, and it's a crowded bar though. And I look across the bar, and just standing in the middle of the room is Jason Momoa, and I'm like, oh, "Holy shit!" And my friends are like, "What?" And I'm like, "That's Jason Momoa." They had no clue who he was. They were like, "Who?" And I'm like, "He's like Hercules, dude." And uh, my buddy was like got it so he just got up and was like hey and he went right up to him hey and he's like hey what's going on he goes my friend over there's a huge fan and he's like where and he goes sitting over there at that booth and he's like perfect he just walked over and sat down at our booth with us and like shook all our hands and was like what are you guys doing are you guys from here just asked us about what we were doing and that is tight as shit the nicest guy dude oh i don't oh he looks like he's nice he's a sweetheart it was just like uh, we told him we were there for the con, and he was working the con. And I'm like, well, this is great because we didn't have to pay to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just hung out for a little bit. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get a drink, but you guys be safe. Have a good night. And just bailed. But he like came and sat at our table with us and shook everyone's hand. That's super cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool con experience. And I don't know, just being in Seattle and being a, being in a different city, it's just an adventure mm-hmm. to go to such a large con. Um, they had like this huge, uh, Seattle does like a brick con, which is Legos. And you were so, telling me, you were telling me about yeah, that. So yeah. So they had like the huge Lego setup and everything. And that got me interested in, in Lego cons mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so I go to this con dude. thank God I got in for free. Really? Oh my God. So I was looking at tickets for Emerald City this year. Uh-huh. I think it's $46 for the day. It's kind of expensive. It is. 
but it's a massive convention. Is it? Massive. Okay. $76 for the Portland one. Jesus. And it was tiny. It was tiny, Jake. It was so small. I was like... Like how many booths do you think there I mean, were? There, was, there was quite a bit of booths. Okay. But it was like Emerald City is so big now that they've... They've like um, brought in peripheral buildings, like hotel conference rooms, mm-hmm. next to the Seattle Convention Center to expand the convention Jesus. to those buildings. Wow! Yeah, that's and, cool. And this was like, um, I talked to a guy there, um, and he said that in previous years the Wizard World Comic Con had been the entire convention center, mm-hmm. and this was just one um, exhibit room or two A and B. Um, but before it went out through the the whole thing. Okay. Um, so that was interesting. Just having it be smaller scale. Um, do you know who Kato Kalin is? Did I tell you? No. So the guys I listened to, Isaac, uh-huh. Isaac and Sue, uh-huh. they were they have a they they're sports guys. But whatever reason, they set up 1080. They set up a 1080 AM. Mm-hmm. They set up a booth there, and mm-hmm. they were talking, trying to get this whoever this person is, Kato Caitlin, mm-hmm. on their show. And I don't know if they ever ended up doing okay. it. Okay. So that's all the only time that I've heard this name. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, so Kato Caitlin was he was on. So I just watched, just finished Celebrity Big Brother. Okay. And he was a guest on there. And a house guest. And um, it was super fun because he teamed up with and his kind of alliance was Tom Green. Okay. And I love Tom Green. Yeah, yeah, big Tom Green. Tom so, big Tom Green guy. Um, He's so funny, dude. And he was so good on that show. So these two teamed up together. Um, so I hadn't known the name Kato Kalen. Anyone who's older than this probably does. But he is famous for being a minor witness in one of the most infamous murder trials of all time. And the was it would it be um the um Simpson? Mm-hmm. OJ Simpson? He okay. was the house guest in the back on oh. the property. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was there and at Comic Con and I was like, I gotta fucking meet him. Like, I don't care if it's for five minutes or two seconds. Like, I got to meet him. I met him. Um, Did you really? He was just walking by. And nobody, like, stopped him. And I was like, Kato. And he was like, oh, hey. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know. I watched you on Big Brother. It was awesome. He's like, I almost won, right? Me and Tom, we had it. He was He's just such a ham, right? Mm-hmm. And he's so energetic. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I got to go and do that. Because he, he, like, hosts the whole thing. There's this huge stage right at the entrance of the, the con when mm-hmm. you walk in. And he's just up there. And, and he talking all day long. And he's like, I got to go do, do this thing real quick, but come by my booth, say hi. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, it was great to meet you. You know, great job on Big Brother. I'm a super fan. Loved it. And he's like, thank you, you know, for your support or whatever. But come by and say hi. It's like, cool. So, um, so then <laughs> I was just, we were just walking around and uh, there was this, this booth for like LASIK surgery. Okay. And uh, we stopped. Like King, King's LASIK? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. And they're like, hey, do you want free LASIK? And then uh, me and Dimitri like went over there and we were talking to the girls. We were like, no. But I was like, do you know Kato Kalin? Do you know who that is? Because it's so interesting to mm-hmm. me that, that he was in this murder trial, you know? Yeah. And uh, this this woman who was with that King LASIK, I think is what it was, um, she, uh, <laughs> she, I guess they tour with the con circuit. 
okay. with this specific con. So she set up every single show in every city with oh. him there. And she goes, you mean Kato the Cokehead? And I was like, what do you mean Kato the Cokehead? And she's like, he's on cocaine for sure. I was like, why would you say that? She's like, he's like this 24-7 all day long. And then <laughs> after she tells me that, I really start paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Really? Just he just in like in, in in the audience as people are walking in the door, he's like, Hey, how you doing? Just nonstop. Just going, 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 going. It was crazy. Wow. I could not imagine being that engaging for eight hours straight for three days a week every weekend. Yeah. Just hey, hey, take this, dude. Jump it, twirl it, twirl it, twirl it, jump it. I'll give you a prize. And then like, just hey, you stand on your stand on one foot and flap your arms like a chicken. I'll give you a prize. Like just going, 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 going. Just making people do weird things and interviewing people and like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Talk yeah. to, like, and this guy wouldn't have been anything if it hadn't been for right. OJ Simpson. So then I swung by his booth. I didn't go and meet him because um, it was like. Twenty bucks or something for a picture or something, but it was all being donated, which I appreciated. Hmm. I'm sure he was getting paid by the con to kind of host it. Yeah. So then he's donating the money for the booths to a charity, which gotcha. I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, but I just kind of stood back and watched him, and I mean, if you're paying twenty bucks to meet this guy, he was a great guy. He would stop and talk to you and have a conversation with you and like uh, take multiple pictures and like he was really engaging. Maybe because he's coked out, maybe because he's not. But I thought it was kind of cool just hmm. the way that he was. Uh, just uh, down to like visit with people. Yeah. Um, there was one person there. I should have gone to the. I the, I we could have gone. All the panels were free to go to. You didn't have to pay to go to the panels and hear people like talk. Sure. I wanted to go to one. I didn't, but I wanted to go to the Buffy one because Allison Hannigan was there. Mm-hmm. And how I met your mother, bro. Yeah, was was like Sarah Michelle Geller. No, there? she's the only one who wasn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, everybody else from that show was. Um, but and I just wanted to see her in person, but she was never at her booth all day. Like it was weird. I kept like walking by her booth and not seeing her. Hmm. Um, I saw the guy from CW Superman. Um, he looks weird in person. <laughs> really? Oh uh, yeah, but it was a great, great, great place to people watch, which I love to do. Yeah. Um. And I just was super judgy, but uh, there was there was the one thing I think was the most wonderful thing that I think I missed out when I went to the con before. Maybe this is just because I'm older, and you know, um, definitely you know, working on starting a family and stuff mm-hmm. is uh, watching this this just pure wonder on children's faces. So there was these a lot of everyone's cosplaying, right? So. Kids are seeing Spider-Man and Wolverine and Deadpool and Daredevil. You know, they're seeing all these comic book figures that these kids are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was this great Gamora cosplay that um, she was all painted green. She had a little Groot on her her shoulder. Oh, okay. It was cool. But um, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus were there. (laughs) Seriously? They're like... Portland Sanderson sisters is what they're called. I guess okay. they p- cosplay at other things as well. Oh, there, it's not really. Okay. Of course it wouldn't be this actual Sanderson sisters. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's her name? Those are like famous yeah, ass people. I know. Anyway, so they, they were the great costumes. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. One of them. Um, they looked just like them. It was great. 
Um, so this mom, I said, we're, I'm sitting on the bench. There's kind of people watching with Dimitri and, uh, we're like a beer and a shot in. So it's, it's great to <laughs> just kind of watch people. And, um, this mom goes, oh, look, let's say Liam is his name. Look, Liam, the Sanderson sisters. And he was just like, oh, where, where, where? And he was like five, six or seven, dude, just so excited. She's like right through there. And they were like posted up on the wall and there was like a half circle of people like taking pictures of mm-hmm. them. He just busted through the circle and was like, hi, Sanderson sisters. Like just so excited to see them. And, you know, this kid thinks these are the real people from the movies, you know? Yeah. Even though they're villains, but... Well, and they, they like, eat kids. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> kid was stoked. Um, so, th- I mean, just watching these kids. So, um, this kid, that kid ran by us, and you could just see the his face. But then this, like, 17-year-old girl dressed as Supergirl walked past us, and she had the same look on her face as that little boy. Really? Just of excitement. Okay, because that movie's timeless, though. Yeah, yeah. Like and Zachary Binks. <laughs> I love that movie. And Dimitri's like, man, I just love watching people's faces. I go, you talking about that little boy in Supergirl? And he's like, yep. And I was like, totally, dude. But then, then this annoying, like, just, ugh, ugh, just this mom just trying to be too cool was like, oh, my God, it's the, it's the witches. I just looked at Dimitri. I was like, really? She didn't even know what they were called. I'm sure she knew what they were from. Yeah. But she was like, it's it's the witches. Oh, God. And I was just like, uh, let's go back inside. <laughs> yeah, those people are annoying. Yeah, just trying to be like, no, no, I know who you are. Well, that and those, that's usually the mom that wants to videotape their kids doing everything. Right. Oh, like, yes, and yes, then they yes. Think, they think everybody wants to see their kids doing something yes. that's super staged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one yeah. kid got famous on YouTube for doing it. So, so many kids on YouTube are famous, dude. It's nuts. It is crazy. I just saw on kids' YouTube, I saw read an article that there's videos um, instructing kids how to kill themselves. So well, if that's you, depressing. If you're sitting there letting your kid just scramble through the you know youtube will trigger up the next video there's youtube kids that is just for kids and sometimes and some people are making videos instructing kids how to kill themselves wow yeah so watch your children yeah (laughs) good advice yeah anyway so it was fun it was a cool little experience um I was already looking on oregon convention center for things that you and i could go to okay didn't really see anything yet um but i think like you said once kind of the political circuit starts moving and chugging along. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people coming and wanting to talk. And I'm going to try to get us into anything I can because getting into shit for free is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many Democratic candidates that there's going to be a couple of them have to roll through Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's all I had for an update. Um, what do you want to you want to jump into Benchmade right now? Uh, that's kind of what you've been up to. Oh, man. <laughs> Do we want to do the questions at the beginning or at the end? I want to save them to the end. To so the end. People get the fun stuff. Not that this other stuff isn't fun, but it's like, I, it was kind of a nice like twist at the end to to be like, all right, now let's get into a random conversation about time travel. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll, I have uh, some random questions just about life and um, I sent them to Jake and we're going to get to those at the end of this l- discussion that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. about various politics. We got a lot of different stuff yeah. to get to. 
we'll see if we get it to get it to we'll see if we get to all of it yeah if i can talk um yeah so those of you who follow us on our instagram Mm -hmm. saw that i tried to so jeff is usually the one that is the social media (laughs) guru it's usually him and i'm the slacker who doesn't do it like probably never posts anything and so i was going to try to be i was like man i I really want to try to help jeff's at comic-con supporting us and i'm at home on the couch Mm -hmm. so i was like i'm i was I wanted to. I wanted to try to create a con- like create a conversation. Maybe get some people engaged. Do some hashtags of different like of gun hash gun related hashtags that mm-hmm. I know would get those type of people maybe on our sh- make maybe would to look at our page. Right. Pick up a few likes. I like um, that. I so think it did bring some likes. It did. Yeah. I think. I think maybe some maybe indirectly yeah. indirectly. But um, the topic though, I said we were going to talk about it um, is. Benchmade, and for those of you who don't know what Benchmade is, who they are, it's a company that makes really high-end knives. Um, I use Benchmade knives. I have one in my pocket right now. Oh, um, okay. They're really, they're very well made. They're made in Oregon City. They're one hundred percent U.S. made knives. They right. use U.S. steel. Um, they're made in Oregon City at their manufacturing facility, which is their headquarters. Um, they supply. They have military law enforcement contracts. These are. This is, these oh, are wow. good, these are good tools. Mm-hmm. Um, they angered mm-hmm. the the gun cult. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call them from okay. now on. The gun cult. These Why? people. Why are you calling them that? Because they will literally boot anybody out of their inner circle, out of their team, want them destroyed if you don't match them lockstep for their ideologi- on their ideological purity. You either have to be 100% with them mm-hmm. or you're gone. Okay. And Benchmade fell fell prey to this. Okay. They weren't ideologically pure enough, therefore they need to be destroyed. If you should if you could see some of the comments about this organization this company right. that employs hundreds of oregonians mm-hmm. who who is who gives who supports veterans, american company american company yeah. that didn't go overseas right kershaw makes three quarters of their of their products are made in china wow. um gerber mostly all of gerber is made in china if it doesn't say specifically made in the u.s on on a on a Gerber knife, mm-hmm. which then they charge north of 150 bucks minimum for their U.S. Jeez. made stuff. Leatherman, um, Columbia River Knife and Tool, almost every other local knife. There's a lot of knife companies in Oregon and mm-hmm. Washington. Benchmade is the only one that is 100% U.S. made. I don't know if he still works there, but my brother worked there. Okay. Yeah, he was a machinist making oh. the blades and knives. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Tell him thanks. He might have made my knife. <laughs> um, sure. any, anyway, uh, they're spending. They they're located in, like I said, in their lo- I don't know if I said in which city, but they're Oregon in Oregon city. city. Yeah. Um. They're. Uh, the Oregon City Police Department mm-hmm. has as a policy that any gun that is used in a crime once the once the case has been closed and the person was found guilty in that gun, that gun is taken and destroyed. That is part of the policy of Oregon of Oregon City's police department. Okay. Um. It was these guns were court ordered to be destroyed. Right. It is also their policy when when the city does gun buyback initiatives. That means that they'll give you like fifty bucks if you bring in a gun, and they'll just no questions asked. They give you fifty bucks. Um. 
and you surrender you surrender the gun, you get fifty dollars. Who does that? Different cities. Cities do oh. this all around the country. So you bring it to the police department. You bring it to the police okay. department, and you you basically give them if as long as the gun's not reported as stolen, right? You get like fifty bucks. Oh and wow! You get to you surrender the gun. A lot of people do this. Like widows do this when like their husband had guns in the house, and they don't know how to legally go about selling, selling guns, yeah. going through an FFL, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they just like I want them out of the house. Mm. Here, I'm just going to surrender them. Yeah. So, Oregon City Police has as a policy that. They just those are good. Those guns are destroyed instead of being recir- instead of being recirculated, okay. which you can kind of understand. You're using public funds to buy guns. To then you're going to then, I don't know. It, I just I don't I don't see how I get. I just I don't really see how that's a problem personally. How what is a problem? Just when guns are sold as part of that buyback, mm-hmm. and then re- and then resold back to the general public. I don't. Is it sold by the police department? No, they're sold to FFLs. Okay. They'd be sold to okay. federal firearm license okay. dealers. I was going to say that would be a little weird, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't personally don't have an issue with it. Right. But that's the policy of the police department mm-hmm. is to destroy the guns when they're. How sold. do they determine what they're reselling or destroying? They don't. Re- Oregon City doesn't resell. Okay, so but some do. Some do. Oh, but Oregon City does not. Does not. They just destroy them. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So they went to apparently Oregon City Police did not have the ability to destroy these weapons, which makes sense. So they <laughs> went to the mach- the local machinist shop. Yeah. With you know cutters and torches, or mm-hmm. I don't know what they would use to to um, render these unusable. Yeah. Asked. Benchmade mm-hmm. to basically help them destroy right. them under their supervision. Said, "Hey, will you guys do us a favor? Will you destroy these?" Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Oregon City Police th- Chief thought it would be a great idea to post the pictures of these guns being destroyed on their social media. I don't know to be like, "Hey, look at the public good Benchmade is doing. Right. They're helping us out. They're like, right. thanks for the help, Benchmade. Give them some notoriety. I guess. Yeah. People blew up. Yeah. They flipped. Uh huh." Out, even people at my, even a couple of people at my work were getting like, like, oh, we can't sell because we, we sell Benchmade. We have a whole like display of Benchmade knives, mm-hmm. and they're like, we, I was like, I don't want to be selling Benchmade anymore. Like, we shouldn't be selling Benchmade. Like, this guy walked up to me and saw my Benchmade knife. He's like, I want me to destroy that for you. Like, people were literally cutting up their own knives and mailing them back to Benchmade. It, it's nuts <laughs> to me. And these are expensive knives. They're expensive like, knives, the, dude. The bottom, the bottom end of their knives start at ninety dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like this was these are this is cheap thirty dollar knives that they're cutting up and sending in. These these are expensive tools. Yeah. And so this prompted people to then dig deeper. Okay. Um into Benchmade because oh my gosh, like they're anti Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. What else are they up to? Right. And they found that Benchmade disproportionately contributes to Democratic lawmakers' campaign funds. Okay. There's another sin that just sent people through the roof saying that their benchmates are communists, they're mm-hmm. gun grabbers, they're anti Second Amendment. Benchmade needs to be destroyed, and anybody associated with Benchmade should either quit uh-huh. or basically like be ostracized. Right. Like it's awful. Like mm-hmm. they're saying, like the people are saying, anybody, any stores that are selling Benchmade, don't shop, don't shop at stores that still choose to sell Benchmade. Like this is ridiculous. I mean, this is honestly yeah. ridiculous. It is... Oh, I can't... These are some of the comments that you saw? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're this is a this is a free market. Yes, you can spend your money however and wherever you want. Right, but there is a line. Okay, and they're crossing it. Why? How? Colin, I don't. That's how the markets are are swung. If you disagree that wholeheartedly on something, yeah, you can call to action to say, "We don't believe in this." If you don't believe it, also don't shop there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't agree with them the way that they're doing it. Why? Well, because they're the claims they're making against Benchmade aren't. It's not fair. It's I not, agree. It's not fair I to agree. call them anti Second Amendment. Yeah, it's in, in lieu of everything else that they do. Yeah. Just it doesn't matter. Like you guys, you you did this sin. You're done. You're out. Right. And I think it speaks to the division and the factionalism that exists in this nation right mm-hmm. now. That you're not. You're you're obviously not with us. So you have to be against us. And we're willing. And like people were. I read another comment that said, you know, if it if it costs us some allies, even if they're like slightly our ally, but, it, but in order for us to keep Democrats completely out of power, mm-hmm. companies like Benchmade have to fall. For the, like for the long term like goals of Second Amendment like then so be it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that as much as I I support people's ability to spend their money and whatever how they want, mm-hmm. I f- I feel like there this is all misplaced anger and it's not. It's misplaced anger and it's not um cons- and it's not consistent anger mm-hmm. because the, I the, agree with that the the, ang- the anger. The anger that is focused at Benchmade for con- for contributing to Democratic lawmakers. Okay, well, then you better hold your you better hold other companies or other people to that exact same standard. If that's a, if that's the no if that's, way if that is the ideological line that you're going to draw, yeah. like I won't support anybody who supports a Democrat. Right. Then you got to hold that consistency, otherwise right. you're a hypocrite. And which is why I don't understand these absolutes. Mm-hmm. And because President Trump openly admits to contributing to the Clinton's campaigns fund, mm-hmm. and then when asked about it, he turned it around. I thought perfectly, which was, why wouldn't I? I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. They controlled policy. She was, you know, she was a senator. Ooh, yeah. She controlled policy that could either positively affect or negatively affect my businesses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i have businesses all around the nation mm-hmm. why would i not try to get in the good graces of somebody who can affect my pol- policies right i was a business person oregon has been ran by democratic lawmakers for the better part of like the last 30 year plus years mm-hmm. why would why would oregon why would Benchmade Ooh. not get in why would they not support <laughs> support the people right who right. are who who hold tax policy? Yeah. Who hold knife po- like knife ownership policy? Yeah. No, many people know this, but Oregon, mm-hmm. the state of Oregon, has some of the most lax knife knife rules in the nation. Mm-hmm. There's knives that are legal to carry in Oregon mm-hmm. without like a permit or anything that are not legal in spot anywhere else. Right. It's one of two states where you can own a full, you can actually carry in your pocket a fully automatic knife like a switchblade. Mm-hmm. Oregon, you can buy, sell carry mm-hmm. those all you want right there's no law against it mm-hmm. benchmade makes some of the finest automatic knives on the market yeah my dad has one so yeah, yeah the, cool. the infidel like it's one of the baddest ass knives <laughs> out there it's yeah. freaking awesome yeah. they, they cost 400 dollars, and we sell out of them all the time really yeah wow and 
I don't understand. Like, you would, <laughs> you would think that makes sense, right? Like, I don't understand. Like, yes. It makes sense for them to donate to the people who are in power. Yes. I, um, like, it's it, businesses lobby. Right. That's well, yeah. what they do. They lobby for better conditions for their business. Mm-hmm. It's not doesn't necessarily have to be in, ideological. It's transactional. Mm-hmm. It might there might be some ideological components to them. Maybe the owner of Benchmade supports maybe a little bit tighter gun gun restrictions. Right. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I personally don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's subjective. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying fine. is that misplaced, misplaced, misplaced <laughs> anger is what gets me so mad about yeah. this. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because it's cutting up. It was. It wasn't like Oregon City didn't have a policy, and 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 they're like, we want to destroy these guns, and like, and Benjamin goes, oh yeah, hell yeah, bring them to us. We don't like guns. Cut them up. My thoughts exactly. This was a court. These guns were either court ordered or mm-hmm. through gov or or through police department policy were required to destroy them. They went to a company in their jurisdiction. A local company. A local company. That makes American-made products. That (laughs) seemingly would check every other box. They support law enforcement officers, veterans, active duty military, uh, first responders, firefighters. Basically, anybody that does public good, Benchmade has had their back. I have dealt personally with Benchmade. They give steep discounts to active duty military. Yeah. Wow. We had a a guy that wanted... Their commander was a guy with one of the the local uh, Air Force unit that Mm -hmm. was there, came in and their commander was retiring, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to order him like this super expensive knife that was engraved. They did like all the engraving for free and all this kind of stuff. They do a ton for like... That's what's supposed to matter, right? Yes. We we destroyed Colin Kaepernick for kneeling for the flag because mm-hmm. that disrespects soldiers. Well, here's a company that act that puts their money, who puts their money where their mouth is, who consistently supports that community, right? And now all of a sudden they should be destroyed because they don't fit in your own little in your little box that. They don't fit with your definition of what a conservative should be, even though you let the guy in the White House constantly shift what that definition is. Mm-hmm. It's a moving effing target, and you're going to expect everybody around you to have to constantly shift with that moving definition mm-hmm. as if somehow conservative and liberal, the terms conservative and liberal or the concerns Democrat and Republican have always have been static forever. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like, Maybe maybe I my anger towards their anger is out of is out mm-hmm. is too much, but man, I think you have a point when you say it's misplaced anger. What what are they mad about? Are they mad because guns are being destroyed? Yeah, they think that guns are they're made up. They're mad because guns are being destroyed because it show it it shows that well okay well guns aren't guns aren't the issue. So why are we destroying the guns? It's the people that use the guns that should uh, that are that are, should be punished. We shouldn't be destroying guns. Why don't we just resell those? Um, and use that money in, in for public good. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's what a, if that's what a certain police de- police department has, yeah, wants to do as a policy, yeah, fine, right. But on the flip side, if one has one where they decide to destroy them, that should be just as fine. You, sh- I don't understand why saying Benchmade shouldn't because basically what the, what the argument boils down to is like well because the. If anybody looks at our at our Instagram, there was a back and forth between me and and, and an individual. Yeah, it was Jake. It was not me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I even said at the beginning, like, Here, this is this I is know. your host, Jake. So yeah. it was one hundred percent me. <laughs> um, 
the um back and forth his his whole the whole argument anything all the arguments that i've seen i've been in arguments with this in person on on social media is that their core argument is that well even if it is oregon city policy which Mm -hmm. it is that's not debatable right that Benchmade knowing their consumer, their con- their consumer core mm-hmm. being very pro gun demographic. Yeah. Their demo- knowing their de- their general demographic are are knife owners, people who buy knives, mm-hmm. are also people who buy guns. Yeah, in large amount, yeah. in in large typically, part, yeah. are typically also gun owners. That they should know that this, they shouldn't have helped Oregon City Police destroy those guns because they know how that would have upset their 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 base, their consumers. Yeah, they shouldn't have done it. Or they shouldn't have done it because ideologically that's wrong, mm-hmm. and they should have said no. Mm-hmm. So you're now you're dictating what a company should or shouldn't, the owner of a company should or shouldn't believe. Right. That's da- that's I mean that to me is stepping over a line. You're mm-hmm. telling what they should or shouldn't believe. Therefore, I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want to support them with your money, but saying like they should be destroyed, like I just. I don't know. That's the call out culture of just destroy anything that you disagree with. Like everyone's throwing fits about companies moving overseas and being made in China and we need to support the US economy. We mm-hmm. need to support Americans. And but now, like you pointed out, they're calling for the destruction of an American company. Yeah. It checks every other box except for one. And I, I don't know the the specifics of, you know, the 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 agreements or interactions between the the police department and Benchmade, obviously. But from my point of view, if I have a business and I have a great relationship with institutions like the military, like veterans, like the police department, if I have great relationships with those type of people, which I imagine they have a great relationship with the Oregon City Police, mm-hmm. the city that they operate in. Yeah. I imagine it may have been as simple or as casual as you have this open relationship with these individuals in the police department. You say, hey, you know, we, we, need, we don't have the means to, have, to do this. It's in our policy. Would you guys help us out? You guys have been great to the police department in the past. You guys have the means. Yeah, dude, we'll totally help you out. I imagine it at being... Equivalent, equivalent to just helping a buddy out with something. Mm-hmm. That's how I. I'm sure they didn't think about. Oh, but if we destroy the guns, then that means all of our consumers are going to hate us because they buy guns. And it was just like this is going to be done anyways. Why don't we find a way to support the police department as we have for years? Put our money where our mouth is. This is their policy. They don't have any other means. Then maybe they're going to have to pay someone to do it. Now that takes money away from. The police department. Sure. So I don't know if Benjamin was paid or not, but even if it was a volunteered... It was volunteered. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That possibly saves the police department money. Just by them helping their... That's what they believe in. They believe in helping police. They believe in vets. They believe in helping all these people. Yeah. It falls in line with everything that they've... Sounds like they've done. Mm -hmm. So for people to be surprised by this, I think it's... I think it's them looking to be angry. I think it's them wanting to be angry. Um, it's just the next thing to be pissed about. It's just the next thing to boycott. I don't think... I think they might take a hit. Depends on how national this went. Pretty national. Yeah. Um, but... Because these... It was all across the gun blogs. Was um, it? Yeah. It's gonna get destroyed anyways. 
I just don't. Well, they're they're saying like they sh- they should have said, they should have told Oregon City. Their argument was that because there's other far. I mean, I asked a guy who sold firearms as a wholesaler to mm-hmm. police departments. He works at Fisherman's, mm-hmm. and I said, in your experience dealing with all sorts of Oregon police departments, mm-hmm. do any of them sell guns back to the back to FFLs? that are taken in on buyback. And he says, most that I am aware of don't, especially the big metropolitan areas like Oregon city, like Portland. Um, Hmm. so Gresham, most of these, most of these big, big ones don't. So I guess, so they're, they're, um, they're, uh, the argument against Benchmade from the, the gun cult is that, they <clears throat> Oregon City, they should have said well we're not going to support a police department that wants to destroy guns because other police departments somewhere out in the rural areas mm-hmm. of Oregon don't do it that's ridiculous why would you're going to so you're going to sever a rela- a, 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 right. a a symbiotic relationship with the police department of the city in which you operate a multi-million dollar business in because they just they have a policy of destroying guns that were used in a crime. Right. It's not like they're going around confiscating people's right. guns unlawfully. I mean, come on. It's just the symbolism of I think those fucking photos did not help. No. When you when you when I first saw that you posted that, I just saw like the 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 article front page. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there were other images until like after the end of the co- the conversations throughout the comments yeah and i saw the images and they don't help no they don't <laughs> i don't know why oregon they city do did not that. help i don't i do not know why oregon city did yeah. that and i guarantee Police you department. benchmade didn't think that that was going to be the case no they didn't uh their ceo had a they came out with like did like a press release yeah poor guy I think he tried to like go up there and like ad lib it and didn't wasn't really prepared. It mm-hmm. was pretty brutal. Was but it? he basically said as such, like we didn't know that this <laughs> was gonna be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know it was gonna be posted yeah. and blasted online. Mm-hmm. Um why aren't these people going after the police department's policy? Well they are too. Okay. I mean well, they, focus they, on they, that. They say Oregon City Police is a you know, is an anti gun police department mm-hmm. and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're they're on you know they they impose illegal gun laws and that's ridiculous, dude. People just need to calm the fuck down. Well, there's there's sheriffs all across Washington who aren't who say they're not going to, um, they're not going to uphold Washington's you know sixteen thirty nine yeah, bill. You told me that, yeah. Which I think that sets a dangerous precedent. Hell you, you yeah! You can't have government not. You can't have just sheriffs deciding they're not going to impose law. Right. Right. I mean, there's a way to challenge laws, and it's not by ignoring them, right? Right. Per se, mm-hmm. obviously, there is. We we've seen instances of what we would generally say is justifiable civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Can make people definitely. can make the same argument here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's they the same, could. but uh, the same thing is like, um, you're mad, like, but it's just the consistency, right? Like, right. You're mad at, um. The same people who would be who would applaud sheriffs. I'm speaking generally. Yes. This is a generality. Yes. But I would I feel comfortable in saying that the a lot of the people who support Washington sheriffs we're getting a bit off topic. That's okay. Who um not upholding 1639 mm-hmm. would be the same are the same people who cry piss and moan about 
the mayor of Portland being a sanctuary city, ignoring federal immigration law. Right. Okay. Good point. Yeah, yeah. There's that inconsistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it everywhere. You see it all the time. I don't know where this emotion... Uh, it's all emotional, I think, but if you're not going to commit a crime, then your gun's not going to get destroyed in Oregon City. Yeah. So relax. <laughs> exactly. As much as guns are being destroyed in Oregon City on a massive mm-hmm. <laughs> weapons of mass destruction yeah. scale... Mm-hmm. Well, they want they want to take this they want to take this and and blow it up to the national right. debate no, because for pe- sure. people think that gun rights are are being threatened right. at the state and national level. Like we're talking like people are saying like this is leading. We're going to talk about assault uh, Australian level confiscation, oh, stop. which is like you see the classic images of like uh, bulldozers crushing guns and uh-huh, pushing uh-huh. them into a pit and yeah, like. Tor- and they're That's what they're doing them. at Benchmade. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's as, just as much as they're destroying these guns. I would imagine that multiple times over, guns are being manufactured to be sold in the U.S. Oh yeah. So what the fuck There's is more the problem? Gun- yeah. I <laughs> listen. I think that this is my opinion. I'm going to voice my opinion. If you disagree, don't attack Jake. Attack me. <laughs> um, there's an issue with with how guns are used in this country. I think that there's, and I think that we've seen an increase in school shootings are massive shootings. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that needs to be addressed. I think that there are, whether it's liberals or not, or you're a conservative who thinks this way there, there are people who are affected by this. There are people who aren't affected by this, but want to be see some want to see something done in fear of sending their kid to school or whatever the fear may be. Yeah. There's an issue that people want to find a solution to, um, and I think that that's that scares gun owners. But I think that you and I have talked about this, I think, before. But um, I don't know about it on the podcast. But I think if you bring these issues forward and you to all parties and you say, who wants to see? a decrease in massive school shootings. Nobody's going to disagree with that. No. Okay, so that is something that we can all agree on. Have a conversation to find the best way to solve that problem. But because nobody can talk to each other anymore, there's this constant fear-mongering on both sides. Mm-hmm. Well, let's or extremism. Let's just take them all. Okay, well no, you can't do that. Okay, well um let's just uh arm teachers. Okay, well, that's a little extreme, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I know that there's an issue. I'm not, again, the argument of like, well, guns aren't killing the people. Okay, yes, but people are misusing the tool, which could happen with anything. I know the arguments. I get it. But the point of what I'm saying is is that if we all sat down and had a conversation, we would all find more commonalities in 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 a lot of things, mm-hmm. but in this particular instance, mass shootings. So instead of like on both sides, cause both sides are psycho about what they want done or not done. Start with that issue and branch out from there, but nobody can have that conversation. I think that that's why you're seeing, you know, this increased fear of like, Oh my God, they're going to take our guns and bulldoze them all. Well, it's like, okay, no, but there is a conversation happening about how do we address gun violence? 
in schools or in movie theaters or in malls. What and and maybe you know I see the argument being made constantly that it's a mental health issue. This country absolutely does have an issue with addressing mental health issues as well. Hundred percent. So let's if if people stopped coming at it from the angle of 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 destruction mm-hmm. it's, it's so so the the people who want to end gun violence want to destroy all guns and that's just that's a generality that's obviously not true for everybody yeah but that's the the idea and the threat and then on the flip side <laughs> benchmade is destroying all guns so destroy benchmade okay instead of destroying everything let's find a way to create either a space or conversation to solve the issues of either mass shootings, gun violence, or mental health. Mm-hmm. Let's find and create a path to find a solution instead of just automatically directing to destroying one another or destroying American companies or destroying weapons even. That's my thought. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, <laughs> that's a fantastic thought. Unfortunately, I think it gets back to something we've we've touched on mm-hmm. in the past, and that's the the destruction of um, democratic norms yeah. in this country. Is that there when you when the destruction of mutual toleration when you see somebody else has the legitimate right to power? Mm-hmm. When you when you believe that okay, we you know politics is a game. Sometimes I lose, sometimes my side loses, sometimes right. your side loses. But we I understand that your side when they win has the legitimate right to rule, right. the legitimate right to power until the next election comes up and I try to unseat you and that's mm-hmm. just a balance of power. That's just how uh, democratic systems work. Is But I understand, we both understand that both of us, even though we have a difference, understand that either both of us have the right, to, the, the legitimate right to power. Mm-hmm. When that, when that norm is eroded and it completely has i think this is this is where it falls into because it, yeah. it creates something else that that is terrible and that's ideological ideological purity of an issue mm-hmm. and then it the, but then it also creates um the destruction of uh, it also creates compromises seen as weakness mm-hmm. where it's almost impossible to have the debate right the necessary debates that you lined up i mm-hmm. mean that would be fantastic i wish all of us could have that right and you and i have these debates weekly right we don't really debate each other that I don't really feel like you and I, I don't think we really disagree a ton. Right. We don't really debate each other. Um, we just kind of reinforce each other. Right. But, um, we don't, there's nobody can have a debate anymore because if, if it's seen as like, if I compromise or Mm -hmm. if somebody compromises, Benchmade compromised. I think that that's where real quick. I want to interject here and I say, I want to say that, you know, you and I do not debate, but I think that what we do do is we understand the necessity of what you're saying mm -hmm. is compromise. Yeah. Regardless of how, where you stand on an issue, (laughs) we both agree that there needs to be a compromise. Yeah. I voted yes for 1639. Please don't kill me. Not you, but everyone listening, (laughs) you voted no. Yeah. But that's okay. Sure. We've th- that's our right to vote on that. And we had an entire discussion on it, and after doing research on it, I thought my thought process was I'm what I mentioned on the podcast is maybe the solution is a little bit of an overcorrection and we adjust from there. Which I know you disagree with. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. Sorry, don't be mad at me. Why why, why would I be <laughs> mad at you? You're just looking at me like you motherfucker. Well, no, it's just interesting you never told me you voted yes. I know I didn't. So, I yeah. it's just 
I'm processing that. Yeah. It's not anger. I'm just processing it. <laughs> You're processing the ways to kill me. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> um, but that's a fundamental disagreement that you and I had. It's okay. Sure. We had the conversation about it. Yeah. And through the conversation, I listened to what you had to say. Mm-hmm. You made excellent points. And I made points that agreed with yours. And I also made, well, what about this? Well, what about that? And we had a conversation about it. At the end of the day, I don't, just because of my stance on guns and, and what I, I'm not an anti-gun advocate. I think that, every, I, like I said, I think on that show, if you're a psycho, you probably shouldn't have a gun. If you're a psycho about having guns, I really don't want you to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's just, just after thinking about it and talking it out, I thought, I think that this is something that I don't think is so detrimental to gun rights in Washington. No. No, no, it, it's it's not. It, it, it was cre- flawed. It creates, it's, it was definitely flawed, yes. and you and I can both agree on that. Um, where the flaws are or how yes. big the flaws are, yeah. and that, that's, where, that's where the debate should be. Exactly. That's where the debate should be. Yes. It's not on whether, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's hard because... Do we kill each other now because we disagreed and we voted on no, something? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but that's the attitude. It's like... On that on that I- issue, we're talking about the differences. Um, I just had a thought about it. Um, could, sorry, could, go ahead. No, you're fine. It's uh, just no. Okay, you, you got your, you no, your thought. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's difficult because on one hand, you the the FBI has come out in the last couple of months with a statistic that's a crime, a gun violence in the United States is actually at a, like a thirty year low. Mm-hmm. It, it's decreasing. It's decreasing right. year by year. Okay, but the instances of these high profile shootings are have increased tenfold. Yes, like when you and I grew up in school, this, this was never thought. Right, we never had to think about it. Mm-hmm. I think our parents' generation never had to think about it. Right, our grandparents' never gen- generation never had to think about it. But it's a reality for the kids that are going to school yes. now. Um, you try to ask yourself what is causing this. Like, right. I think the very first one, obviously Columbine, but that was a really isolated incident. Mm-hmm. That was, it, there wasn't much leading up to, there wasn't anything similar leading up to that Columbine. That was massive and nasty. And then the, like probably the 10 years at post Columbine, right. there wasn't much. Yeah. It wasn't until the Virginia Tech shooting mm-hmm. that, I th- that I think that was the start of the new norm. Right. You that these, that these became more, occurrences. these became more prevalent. Yeah. And now it's what, a monthly occurrence mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. best. Yeah. Yeah. And they're happening all over. They're happening all over demographic. There's no like demographic. There's no way you can pinpoint a single demographic. They're right. all ages. They're all races. Oh they're yeah, all, yeah. I mean, all the. I mean, they tend to be more. They tend to skew typically more white, male, male, younger. Yeah. yeah. But they have occurred. Yeah. In all races, they've yes. occurred in all age, all age groups, mm-hmm. all amounts of of socioeconomic status. It, right. It, it doesn't make sense. Right. But this stuff is not happening. Mm-hmm. In Europe. Right. Right. Like there's not, there isn't mass killings. That's an interesting point. In Europe. Yeah. So is it, is it, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily psych, maybe it's not psychological. I think it is as much about, there is something about culture currently in the United United States. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answers. Right. But what I do know is that do a lot of these policies mm-hmm. that were that were implemented by 1639, or policies that were um, policies that were uh, um, that have been enacted at, st- at the state level elsewhere. Right. If those were enacted at the time that a shooter within that area mm-hmm. 
who's buying who bought the gun and ultimately went and committed that act would it have stopped them mm-hmm. and i think oh, there's a lot of them that that don't right i don't think they would have selling guns over for over 10 years i have a lot of knowledge about what it about that whole process mm-hmm. but that's not to say that they're not constitutional or they couldn't stop something in the future right we don't know if it's constitutional or not because the Supreme Court has been historically silent on yes. this issue. Yeah. So really, we're we states and local and, and local law enforcement yes. states states and local lawmakers are flying blind. Right. There really isn't a roadmap of what is constitutional, what is not constitutional. Mm-hmm. So this is a debate that we have to have. Obviously, the word says not infringed, and that's going to be subjective right. to any individual who's looking at it. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously, why would I hate? somebody who has a different interpretation mm-hmm. of a set of data that I have, right. as long as it's based on legitimate arguments and legitimate facts. Right. We can have that debate. Right. I'm not angry at you for voting yes. <laughs> like, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, especially because there's no confiscation language. Right. You're not coming there and seizing. There's not, there's no, like, there, there isn't anything that's being confiscated. Yeah, yeah. Or limited. Like, you right. can still purchase everything that you wanted to purchase. Yeah. I think my thoughts Prior to the behind it were if you're going to buy guns, you're going to buy guns. If I'm not buying guns, I'm not. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't. But if maybe a few more, I'm sorry for those who do buy guns often um, or those who sell guns, it does create a little bit more work and financial burdens on those. But if maybe that deters one or two of these shootings or deters someone from 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 anything mm-hmm. then that's not necessarily a bad I, bad thing and that's kind of my thought process i'm not gonna have to pay this anyways but you know i not you can make and i've been thinking about this more and more about just any legislation in general you could apply the slippery slope argument to everything mm-hmm. to oh, everything yeah. and anything and that's why it's dangerous but don't think that when i voted not you specifically, mm-hmm. but listeners. Yeah. Don't think that when I voted yes, I'm not considering the possible repercussions or the slippery slopes that we may get into. If there are more extreme legislation that I fundamentally disagree with, and if you've listened to this podcast, you can get a sense of where I stand. Um, even on gun rights issue, I think it can be seen um, or heard. Sure. <laughs> um, I think that I would vote differently. But for this one, it was like... This is a progression towards finding a solution. Um, it may not be the right solution. It may not be the right progression. But to me, at this time, I was like, okay, let's let's give it a shot was kind of my thought. Okay. And that's an okay. Th- I have a ton of other things we can talk about off mic as far as why I did. But like you said, it's researched and it's, it's, it's grounded in basically what I believe, but also you know facts that I've researched and mm-hmm. that I think. Sure. But yeah. we had that conversation. We can have that conversation. We're having the conversation now more we than are we having, did then. Yeah, we are. Because <laughs> you let me just basically trash on the bill for the better part of an episode. Well, you you know, not necessarily trash, Jake. I don't think that you, you trash because I think that you did present the benefits of it. Oh, because when we talked about it, you and I were talking about the, the flyer thing and yes. pointing out the misconceptions yes, of it. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. Mm-hmm. So you, we did have a conversation about what was beneficial and what was flawed. Yeah. And my thought is, uh, there's never going to be the perfect 
legislation. And for those of you who are interested in listening to that episode, I was actually looking for that the other day, uh-huh. and it's it's the it's episode I th- want to say sixteen, okay. but it, the title is uh, "The Times They Are a Changing." Oh, want, if, okay. If you guys want to listen to that yeah. episode, yeah. It, we talk at length about Washington's Bill sixteen thirty nine. So yeah, I don't think you were shitting on it, but also. I didn't read the bill 18 times and <laughs> highlighted through it. So I'm getting in from, but how interesting is that? How interesting is that right there? Th- wow. Okay. You read the bill mm-hmm. multiple times over. Yeah. You've highlighted it. Yeah. You've printed it out. Yeah. You've handed it out. Mm-hmm. I got my information on the bill. I read through the voters pamphlet and read some information on it additionally, but mostly pr- the first experience I had with the bill was from somebody who was against the bill explaining the bill to me sure right how interesting is that yeah and getting that information through you i agreed with a lot i disagreed with some enough to vote on it that's okay right Mm -hmm. you're not mad of course not (laughs) because i I don't know if i'm wearing like some sort of angry face right now because kylie says i wear i like i wear my emotions on my on my uh, resting bitch face (laughs) kylie says i wear my emotions on my face all like all the time so you can pretty much read pretty easily what i'm thinking right so I don't like. I'm not mad. So I'm interested. I, I'm like, am I wearing like a face no. that makes me look mad or I'm something? Just so, with you. Okay. Um, but I think that. But even look at looking at that conversation, it's going to be interesting now for people who hear this if they do go back and listen to to our conversation. Shit, maybe I should. Maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm going to vote no on this, and then I voted yes. But that's just no. Me. You. I don't remember you. Ever yeah, saying I don't think yes I ever said. No. Um, because I think the whole time I was like, uh, pretty sure Jake's convincing me to vote. Yes and I'm never really, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm never comfortable asking somebody how they voted. If right. you want to share that with yeah, me, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. more than happy to have the to share. What, I'll ask how you. I vote. I don't give a fuck. I I'm pretty open about yeah, sharing yeah. how I vote with about you anything. You and I, particular. I'll always ask you yeah. if I'm in, really want to know mm-hmm. because I know you're open enough to share. Yeah. you could always ask me too, but okay. I was like, Jake's gonna kill me. No, obviously I, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I, I just I've never really felt comfortable. I feel like I feel like if that's something you want to share, right, right, you'll share it with me sure. and do and do course, right? Because ultimately, I don't. It's not going to make me think any differently right, right. <laughs> about it's you. Not. So it has really no bearing. And plus, sometimes like I've often thought about trying to be more guarded, and I've at different points in my life have tried uh-huh. to guard how I voted mm. because. With certain people, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not you, certain people will instantly start to uh, attribute, other, like, okay, well, if you voted for this person, then you must also think about, you all must also think like this on this issue and th- like this on this issue. And I don't want that people, I don't want people starting to get down a rabbit hole in what they think that I believe based off of one statement. And I think that more and more how you voted in a particular election is people want to then attribute other ideologies or other beliefs onto you, which I don't want to happen with that. I would like to say that I believe wholeheartedly that not every person who voted for Trump is racist. No. And when you push that narrative, you're furthering that divide. You're furthering that conversation with an individual. Nobody wants to talk to you if you've automatically written them off as racist because of who they voted for. Mm -hmm. There are a million economic promises, social promises that he made in his campaign that people identified with. Yeah. Not because, you know, economically, that could be that could be grounds to vote and and to, to obviously let things go. 
if it's going to help you and your family survive. And maybe that's why somebody voted for Trump. Yes, he grabbed her by the pussy. But if he's going to help my family survive and, and, and prosper and be able to live through a dying industry of coal and maybe now I'm out of a job. If he's promising a way for me to be okay, maybe I'll forget that he grabbed her by the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that that's an important point, and I think that's a, often a point that gets, you know, it's that, that otherizing of like, well, you voted for Trump, so fuck you. It's like, well, dude, that's not how you're going to get people to have a civil conversation or back on your side or get rid of Trump. Trump's going to win again if you keep pushing that shit. Mm-hmm. If you keep shitting on people for voting for him, Instead of asking why, if you ask somebody why they voted for Trump, probably 99.9% of the time, nobody's going to say, because I hate Mexicans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not going to be the reason why. Mm-hmm. But if they say, oh, because of the economic promises that he made for for us in America. Okay. Now the conversation's not about Trump. Now the conversation is about economics. And now you can have a discussion about that and you can find common ground in disagreements on that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's how, that's how education shifts shifted. Instead of talking about the people, you're talking about concepts and Mm -hmm. processes Mm -hmm. and institutions. And you can be like, and then once you, once you removed names and labels from those concepts, theories, ideologies, uh, whatever, Mm -hmm. And you start to really look at that and you can be like, okay, well, I know historically this type of economic system mm-hmm. hasn't worked. So when I see people, right. when I see somebody on stage talking about the very stuff that uh, economically that I, like, I've learned that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. then I can be like, okay, I don't agree with this person on that. But mm-hmm. I think it, it just, we instantly, Bernie Sanders, Yeah. okay, he's a socialist, I don't like him. Right. Instead of... I don't know. Am I making sense? Uh, Yes. There was an article posted about Bernie um, today, and I was reading through the comment section, and there was a million memes per second as I'm scrolling about him being a socialist. Mm -hmm. And I just commented, none of you read this article. You're all headline sheep. Yeah. (laughs) I was pissed, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where we're at. Yeah. But, okay. You don't want Bernie to be president. Okay. Okay. Well, not you specifically, but I'm talking to the water bottle. Um, (laughs) But why not? Oh, because, you know, he has some pretty socialist ideas. Okay, why do you disagree with those and what are they? Now, either they have done their research and they can back it up and you can have a conversation about it, or you point out that they haven't done their research and they don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should investigate and learn a little bit and use it as either a teaching moment or a moment to encourage them to explore to know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's all great. And I think you and I employ that in our personal lives often. But increasingly, because of the factionalism and division, people are so threatened. I think psychologically Mm -hmm. in their brains because these nationalism I think has caused a lot of this where anything that threatens what their interpretation or their definition of what the United States is it's it's indivisible right you can't anything that threatens a peace because because not explaining this right okay humans have a really um I think have an have an ingrained um reaction to certain 
they they create they make things indivisible that can be splintered they can be separated they mm-hmm. can be divided um compromised on but when someone in their mind has has something that is so like it's codified and it's in it in it's it, it's a whole and you can't it can't be split because if any of it fractures the whole thing's going to crumble mm-hmm. i think that more and more this vision of america that exists in the minds of a lot of conservatives mm-hmm. i think anything that threatens a piece of that is a threat to the whole right so it makes it impossible to have any sort of because politics has become zero sum right. to both sides of this yes. debate yeah. that there there isn't any room for cooperation because you're a th- like y- everything you believe is a threat to what i believe yes so therefore if you're if you're sitting there and someone points out okay well bernie sanders you know uh, democratic social de- social democrats mm-hmm. in europe have been employing a lot of what bernie sanders has done and you see a thriving middle class right you see people who are not in poverty not anywhere near the right. poverty levels that you see in the united states the, ma- the majority of the people you like most people and not you yeah, but yeah. like the royal we here mm-hmm. like um would be better off under these policies yes but because you see that as an ideology of the other team you're you are closed off to it from the beginning for no other reason than because you think that that ideology threatens the very core nature right. of of what America is to you, and that is indivisible. Like we're drawing a line in the mm-hmm. sand. Nothing is compromised. Nothing right. can be compromised on. And that right there, what you're saying is also why people have chosen to vote against their own self-interest because their team is advocating for A, B, or C, but I have to vote that way because that's my side. Mm-hmm. So they're voting against their own self-interest. And will ignore the co- cognitive dissonance in their mind, oh. saying, saying, like, we all have that. It's yes. like that voice in our head that says, when you can't, your brain can't, like, can't make the, the magnets, yes. like the two, the same sides of the magnet uh, attached. Yeah. It's the same. It's like the same thing that happens in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. When you can't make two ends meet right. logically in your mind, mm-hmm. that should be a signal. That used to be a signal. I would believe in, in like, or anybody who's not, not this way, where like everything is zero sum. Yeah, where you you notice that cognitive dissonance, you're like something just doesn't make sense, and you right. explore that deeper through thought or through study, and you realize, okay, what I believe and what is reality mm-hmm. isn't matching up. Yes. I need to reevaluate. Yes. People are ignoring, consistently yes. ignoring that cognitive dissonance in favor of just going with what they have been told or what they, over, you know, different interactions fits with what their preconceived ide- right. ideas are, and that's it. And I would imagine in this era and in this day of age, and of uh, you know, people are going to run into that every day. Like, okay, this is what I believe, and I'm not budging. And then you see something that maybe counters your wholehearted belief. People are doubling down mm-hmm. instead of questioning the possibility that they may be wrong. Dude, that whole freaking uh, 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 Catholic church incident or the students from the Catholic school yeah. in Washington. Mm-hmm. When that cl- doctored footage came out and it looked like that kid was antagonistic. But then you see there's so many other layers to this story. Yeah. There, Bill Maher said that that kid approached the Native American man. Oh, really? I he didn't, doubled I, down I on watch, it. I don't watch Bill Maher, but 
well, he he doubled down on it. Did he? Yes. Mm. But he's anti-Trump, so he's on our team, right? Exactly. Yeah. Doubling down on this, this cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. I think that that is one thing. <laughs> There's that youth song that I absolutely love. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, but it's it talks about... <sighs> what you're talking about as far as like this idea of self checking mm-hmm. this idea of stopping yourself from just being I'm a moment. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm trying to find it real quick. Oh, the song is called evolution and it's about this idea of having just evolving as a person and okay. with thought. Um, let me pull it real quick. Sorry. You're good. This is probably, okay, I was going to ask you this, just random conversation earlier, but I was going to ask you what the, um, what your favorite song of all time is. Mm. Think about it. You want me to answer that now? If you have it. I'm between a couple songs. Okay. Mine is this one, um, Evolution by the Used, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Musically, vocally. I could listen to that song every day and never get sick of it. It's so good. Um, but here's some of the lyrics for Evolution. Okay. Call me a traitor for changing my mind. Call me a criminal if thinking's a crime. Call me an animal. It's hard to define. I don't care what you say. I came to defy. I've come so far. Everything changes with the way that I feel. Seems impossible. I'll stay the same. Time rearranges. The more we refuse is the more time we stand in the way. So it's obviously a little bit of a rebellious song. Sure. But it's it's a notion of it's almost rebellious to be thinking. It's almost be rebellious to to think for yourself and not to be a robot to change your mind. Yeah. That I I have never heard that song. Yeah. But I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah. Um that's got a great message. Uh let's see. Um How am I to be myself? Everyone's trying to be everyone else. Everything changes with the way that I feel. It seems impossible that I'll stay the same. Go back to the middle. Try feeling the void. Watch thoughts into action. It's hard to destroy. Hmm. I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That's the, that s- like nails like I like put like put what we were just saying yes. like to a T. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I really like your point and I want to reemphasize it. If you if you're feeling resistance in your own heart and mind, there's a reason. Please either research it or have a conversation with maybe someone who's smarter than you like I do one every week with Jake. Oh, or, that's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Or talk to somebody who disagrees with you and don't disagree and don't immediately attribute characteristics to them. Yeah. Ask them about why and then have a conversation about the why. Definitely. All right. You want to switch gears? Yeah, I think Into so. some questions? Sure, let's do I it. That's you pull them Okay. Up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was just, I don't want to talk about Trump. And there's two things that there, there was one thing where you, you shared it with me. Yeah. And I had already seen it, but oh my Lord, man, that was just, Google, I can't, I Google can't the even. memorandum of understanding if you're, if you're listening. Yeah. And, and Trump and, uh, just watch that 
freaking embarrassing back and forth and that in was front of like, the leaders of China. It, yeah, who were negotiating <laughs> a trade deal. And his trade chief, the guy that, like the his trade chief who he's lauded in the past for helping negotiate like NAF, like the new NAFTA. Yeah. Um, like just basically embarrasses this guy. Yeah. When the guy's trying to clarify, like, so the memorandum of understanding is a con, <laughs> sorry, it's just really quick. Yeah. Just yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. The memorandum of understanding is a league is a, is like an internationally recognized term yeah. for like a, basically a contract yes. for trade deals. Yes. It, lay, it, it it extensively goes through everything, all of the interpretation, because there is no governing body at the at the government at, at the international, international level, level, right? Binding contracts, there isn't right. such thing. So they ha- they call it a memorandum of understanding. It's essentially as much of a contract as two nations, two independent nations, can really have with each other. And both parties at any time can say fuck you and do what they want. Exactly, and that's why he <laughs> said like the contract lasts as long as the contract lasts. Right. Not using proper terminology like the memorandum of understanding and trying to call it something else is going to confuse the shit out of the people you're trying to negotiate with. And that's what his trade chief was trying to clarify. Yes. And then Trump just kept saying, no, the the memorandum of understanding isn't good enough. I need an actual contract. Well, a contract is the memorandum of understanding, which is the best you're going to get at the international level. That's just what it is. That's the nature of international relations. Right. Is that it is governed by anarchy. There is no over, there's no over presiding government. Right. Other than your own, your own capabilities or your ability to get your allies to come in on your behalf to go and then enforce rule breaking mm-hmm. on contracts there's nothing else that you can right. literally there's nothing else nothing. you can do to enforce contracts which is why international relations are is so difficult and why i want to be in it yeah okay, <laughs> okay well so I, I can't not play it all right sorry right i yeah, gotta play the back I guess, and forth. I guess we have to okay so another point on this is like the trade chief is defining what the memorandum is. Mm -hmm. He's telling is I'm pretty sure he's defining it for Trump. Yeah. (laughs) But I think Trump, what Trump is saying is he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want these, uh, these uh, essentially, he doesn't want a memorandum to lead to an agreement. He just wants a solidified agreement, black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's uh, a little bit of that. I think the MOU is going to be very short term. No, I, we expect to go into I don't like MOUs because they don't mean anything to me. They don't mean anything. I think you're better off just going into a document. I was never, uh, never a fan of an MOU. So just, an MOU is a contract. It's the way trade agreements are generally used. People refer to it like it's a term sheet. It's not a term sheet. It's an actual contract between the two parties. A memorandum of understanding is a binding agreement between two people. And that's what we're talking about. It's detailed. It covers everything uh, in in, in great detail. It's just called a a memorandum of understanding. It's a legal term. It's a contract. And would you think that that would be a very long-term deal, sir? Yes. 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 Contracts last while they last. There's no term. They last while they last. Mr. President, President, on North Korea. By the way, I disagree. I think that a memorandum of understanding (laughs) is not a contract uh, to the extent that we want. We're going to have, we're doing a memorandum of understanding that will be put into a final contract, I assume. But to me, the final contract is really the thing, Bob, and I think you mean that too, is really the thing that means something. A memorandum of understanding is exactly that. It's a memorandum of what our understanding is. 
hella mansplaining right there. Yeah. It, well, no, and, and it's like, Bob, this is... I, I this think is, that's this, what you mean, Bob. This is... Well, which is not what Bob said. No. If you want to keep your job, that's what you fucking mean, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understanding is exactly that. It's a memorandum of what our understanding is. But to me, the contract is... Uh, the real question is, Bob, so we do a memorandum of understanding, which, frankly, you could do or not do. I don't care if you do it or not. To me, it doesn't mean very much. But if you do a memorandum, how long will it take to put that into a final binding contract? What? From now on, we're not using the word memorandum understanding anymore. We're going to use the, the, the term trade agreement, all right? Okay. right? No more. We'll never use the term. Good. We'll have the same document. It's going to be called a trade agreement. We'll never. We'll have the same document. We're just going to call it a trade agreement. And then he's like, it's the same thing. You're just going to change the title, but it's the same document. Yes. And somehow that's good with him? Like, that's good with Trump? He's like, yep, I agree. That's fine. Now I agree with that. Now that makes sense. I just... Maybe it's. I don't think he realized what happened. Like either, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Right, they were those uh, Chinese officials were laughing, laughing <laughs> at that exchange. Yeah, well, like, how could you not? Uh, yeah, I watched that in the morning before work, <laughs> and I was like, Kylie, you have to watch this. Like, yeah, my head, my head hurts right, right now because he was literally. I mean, it's just. He, Bob's like, okay, fuck it. We're just not going to call it that anymore. What do you want to call it? Okay, that's what we'll call it. We'll call it fucking but that's, Teenage but Mutant that's, Ninja But that's Turtles. how they have to... Ex- apparently, that's what they have to do to explain something as basic yes. as a tra- as like just the the name of a trade agreement. Mm-hmm. Like That's how, in my opinion, like, he was... Yes, he may or may not have been a successful businessman. We You can debate that, whatever. <laughs> but he was woefully unprepared yes. for the role of president. In the in its shows in videos like this, yeah. So yeah, check that one out. It's pretty good. He's our boy. All right, switching gears, Jake. Okay. I don't want you to get more mad. All right, we're good. <laughs> okay, Jake. I sent you some questions. Let me pull them up real quick. Okay. Okay. So the first question is, what single thing makes you most nostalgic? I was torn here. Okay. Because there's nothing that makes me think of the past more than when I see my, and then want to be like, I want to still do that, but I'm kind of way too old for it. Okay. But it brings back so many good memories. And that's like my paintball gear. Because uh, I used to play competitive paintball back, like dude. way back in the day. So yeah. anytime I see it, I'm like, oh, I could totally like throw on my old paintball <laughs> pants, my team jersey, and like, oh, I could go out there and still play. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm 28, and like, well, it's a bit too old. I don't really have any friends that do it anymore. Did you go like go to the like the Civil War and stuff? No, we did oh. like compet- like the competitive like speedball stuff. Mm. Um, oh, you did that shit. Mm-hmm. My brother was on a team. And was sponsored and shit, and they would go and do all those what big events. What team was he on? Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Okay. I know most yeah. of the local teams. I'll have I was, to ask okay. him. All right. I'll cut this. Poof, if it doesn't work. But I'm going to try to call my brother and ask him what his team was just to see if we have the ability to do that on the, the podcast. That's okay, right? Yeah. You sure? Sure. Okay. You're not mad at me still? <laughs> God. <laughs> No way, dude. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What I mean? Hey, Andrew, you're live on the podcast right now. What's up? Hey, I'm at work. I'm okay, I need to I need to answer to a question real quick. 
Okay, I got you. What was the name of your paintball team? Bandit. The Bandits. Okay. The Bandits. Yeah, we were the best Young Guns team in Oregon. Back best in the Young day. Guns team in Oregon back in the day. Yeah. And then we went past Young Guns, and then we were the best group and so forth. Which is the most brokest team also. Okay. Um, this is Jake. I think I met you before, but... Uh, yeah, what's up, man? Hey, did, did you guys play like Weekend Warriors on a Malala? Yeah, so we actually started a... Um, yeah. <laughs> He's at work. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we actually we started at uh, Weekend Warriors, and then we went to... Um, what was the other one? It was in um, Gladstone. Past Gladstone. I, don't, I can't remember what it was. Um yeah, I know which one you're talking we about. I can't remember the name either. But there, and then it turned into a turned into a big uh, tournament spot, and then uh, and then we kind of retired. All gotcha. Of yeah, I, I played I played Young Guns for uh, probably three or four years. So we made a I might have bumped into you guys, but we weren't very yeah, good. Yeah, man. I mean, we I mean we just we played as a team from you know pretty much me being in middle school up to, you know, what was that, junior year or something like that. Mm-hmm. So now one of our guys plays for Seattle Thunder and, um, yeah, professional guys. So. That's awesome. Cool. All right, Andrew, thank you. Yeah, thank um, you. We're talking right. about Jake's paintball days, and I knew you did it, so I wanted to hit you up. Yeah, I love it. All right, love you, buddy. Well, I love you, and uh, call me later. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that works. That's cool. Pod, uh, paintballing crew right there so yeah he used to be super into it but that's what makes you super you nostalgic because i love i loved that i would get dude i would get so nervous i'd throw up before tournaments dude i get that way when i play basketball like on a league team mm-hmm. i don't throw up but i like drive yeah i get <laughs> really nervous what the fuck is wrong with us <laughs> before before quarterbacking in my flag yes like i like, love taking like sometimes i have to take a season off from yeah. quarterbacking because i like i get so worked up yeah yeah, yeah, that's the only time I ever feel like I've ever experienced anything a- anywhere near like any form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like before a game, and it's like I fucking panic, dude. I get all jittery, and I'm like. <laughs> but then you get out there, and you're you're, yeah. you're fine. You can right, think, right? But yeah, it's like just the lead up to yes, it. Yes, like, that's yeah. so funny. Do you ever like see like paintball on like film or like a, a an ad or anything, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, because I still follow a lot of like okay. the, the pro okay. teams on yeah. Facebook, so mm-hmm. I still see when like the legends are still like playing. Because mm-hmm. this team called Dynasty, which is like the best team in paintball history ever, right? And a lot of those guys are still playing like into their like mid to late thirties. Wow, and they're still killing it on the circuit. Right. Um, so like I'll see that stuff, and I'll be like, I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch. Yeah, I'll watch like recent tournament stuff and yeah. like that. But dude, one time, so I went to there's this uh there's this little campground in Scott Mills, Oregon that has paintball mm-hmm. um it's a pretty big like outdoor like arena space yeah. um they got old cars buildings tires trenches like it's awesome um i never really got into paintball but my brother was super into it, obviously yeah <laughs> um but so um i went camping there with jen's family um and this is when her mom was still married to her stepdad and um it was me her two brothers and her stepdad okay and we all like got on teams different teams and we went into this arena and we're playing um and uh there was we played like a few rounds but there was one round where i was running away from someone and uh my pants must have been too tight because the paintball was shot from behind as I was running mid stride and just went right under my one leg and just whacked me in the nuts. Dude. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. bad. It was just like, oh, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, so I didn't, I don't like Jen's stepdad. Oh. Okay. Um, it's a, uh, it's Clay's dad. That's oh, okay. who it was. Um, and so when he's on the other team, I'm fucking looking for him, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I love, I just love. Like even in Call of Duty, I love sniping or crawling through the grass. So I'm crawling on this pile of sticks, right? Because I think I see him, and he's across like this huge open field, and he's behind this tree, and he starts shooting at me. Well, the brush that I'm behind, um, it's breaking up all the paintballs, so he can't hit me anyways because he's firing at me, but I'm ducking down and it's breaking the balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just I'm waiting for it, and I. Uh, so we're going back and forth. I'm coming out, dot, 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 ducking down. He's shooting, dot, 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 back and down. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get him. It's almost like that duck season, rabbit season is what okay, I'm thinking about. Yeah. So I wait. I pop up, and I go, dot, 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 and I wait. I didn't back down. And then he turns around, pop, got him right in the mouth. It popped through his mouth oh, yeah. and he, all over in his that mouth. That shit tastes nasty, <clears throat> man. That's all like vitamin E oil and pig fat right. it's, and soap. It's disgusting. Oh, geez. It's disgusting. So got him. And then after the end of the, every round, they're like, all right, everybody must your guns so we'd put a little muzzle on yeah, our, mm-hmm. our barrel and we're walking out and um we're walking out and i'm walking with clay and david and i'm like dude that was so awesome that was so fun and all of a sudden poof, he shot me in the back of my calf that's so dirty i would have been pissed i was fucking livid jake like for the next like day I was like, you're a fucking scumbag piece of shit. Like, because he would always talk about like honor and respect and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and you pull that shit? What the fuck is that? I was, Jen's mom was like, all right, Jeff, all right, watch your mouth. Because Clay was pretty young at this mm-hmm. point. I was fucking pissed, dude. Yeah, I, I would have been too, pissed. man. That's, well, that's dangerous. Because, it's dangerous and dirty as fuck. Yeah. yeah. But you should go back and play, dude. I would, I would love to, but I would need. I you don't have to be a pro about it. I know, but I want at least like my gear is like most of it's like the guns and stuff like yeah. aren't working like really working oh, condition yeah, anymore. Yeah. And like I'm you not gonna just go rent. And I'm play, not gonna dude. go and rent like oh, a freaking Titman wow. 98 custom. There is no way in hell Come I am on. going out there <laughs> in a rental gun. Not when you know what like a good right, paint gun, right. paint you know, good marker yeah. will do. Yeah. So. That's yeah, funny. I just remember like because it used to be all it used to be a huge thing. Like my dad would get into it. That's and, like, cool. And we would just. There was one, it was like the family feud tournament. Mm-hmm. So like my fam, like I got my cousin and my dad and I, there were three mm-hmm. person teams and then all Ooh. the other people on my team all got their families yeah. in it. So we were all like in a family feud tournament together okay. and that was, a, that was a lot of fun. And at the end, the end, they did all dads versus all the kids on oh, one big game and wow. then it, it wasn't like hit and you're out. It's like hit, run back, tag, you're like tag you're back the starting in. point, yep. you're back in. Yeah. This is... A, it's probably like on a hundred yard field, so okay. it's all pretty, and it's all. Um, is it inflatables? It's all the inflatable I bunkers. Hate those. What? Those are the I best. Hate those. Yeah, I, I played back player, man. I would go through so much paint because you're the one you're shooting at lanes, mm-hmm. right? Like when you you come off the break and you you're don't such shoot a nerd. You don't shoot anybody. <laughs> like you're not supposed to shoot it as a back player. You're not supposed to shoot at anybody in particular. Uh-huh. You're supposed to know like what the what the main lane, like their front players right. are going to be gunning for, what bunkers, and you just shoot a lane and you hope that they run into your paint. Mm. So you're just constantly laying down a, a, stra- a steady right. stream of fire. 
but so interesting yeah but my dad would go crazy man he would just like oh he was it, it was just like so, into it so into that's it. so yeah awesome. so um one time he just got mad like people were hitting him and he just kept running and running and charging at like my team and everybody just like <laughs> i remember kyle who was on my team uh-huh. for a while just like he's like f this and just dropped his gun and ran <laughs> off of the because <laughs> my dad just kept coming at him yeah anyway. just going hulk at him so yeah that's that's awesome that's kind of my mis- that's that's my that's nos- great nostalgic stuff um mine is uh, listening um to music from my bands okay. when I was younger sure. or running into someone or having a conversation with somebody or uh, who had also played in the scene oh, okay. at the same time yeah. um, on this week's episode of Knuckle Draggers that came out yesterday mm-hmm. um, we had a guest on our friend Jeff and he um, is in, still in a band but he was also in a band when I was in a band and he, he knows all we were talking about all like the local venues that are no longer there anymore and just talking about that stuff man i like some of those venues it's crazy how attached you can be to a place sure like at a venue i yeah. mean we've talked about that in so many of our history courses with dr donna sinclair about like uh the 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 place the history mm-hmm. of a place and the connection of a place and i don't know why i say it's crazy because i'm talking about it right now yeah. and how nostalgic i get but you know music is definitely a big thing for me yeah. Um, I miss playing and I miss playing in front of people. I miss as much as I hate having five other girlfriends to deal with to orchestrate what you're trying to do in a creative process. Once you kind of create something that works, it's it's worth it. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, all right. I am going to ask you one more. Okay. Maybe two more. Let's do two more. Okay. Which one? You pick. Um... I like the uh, what? What is the, the something about the the calling in sick? Okay, when was the best reason you faked being sick? So this was an unsuc- actually unsuccessful attempt, but I <laughs> I got caught. <laughs> of course you did. So I broke my foot when I first met Kylie, uh-huh. trying to dunk a f- football on a basketball hoop, and this was back in the day when I could get up ten foot. Yeah, so, so I so I dunked the football, uh-huh. but then I came down and stress fractured my foot. Oh. So it was super embarrassing. Right. So I'm I'm hobbled the last couple months of my senior of my senior year. Oh, like no. I went to my senior prom, mm-hmm. like with my foot completely like taped up into my dressing shoe, mm-hmm. and I had to wear two size bigger so I could get the athletic tape all around my foot because I I was I got I didn't didn't have I wasn't going to wear a boot to prom. Okay. And, and then I had an you eight ball. Ca- I had an eight ball cane. Uh-huh. That I use as support. You're lying. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, I was. I didn't want to wow. go. I didn't want to go to an assembly. Okay. In my, when I had my broken foot, I didn't want to have to go hobbling through on the bleachers with mm-hmm. my. So I was like, I'm going to get out of it. So my buddy Garrett was like, oh, I'll help you skip. Mm-hmm. Just tell. Just we'll we'll go because all they they know people are going to try to get to their cars. So they posted all of the. Um, all the security so yep. we tried going through and i tried telling i was like raven i was like dude i gotta I have an orthopedic appointment for my foot like mm-hmm. we, i gotta go she's like no you need you, you have to go get permission from the office mm-hmm. so i go to the office and i tell the lady i was like i have an orthopedic appointment she's like well your mom didn't say anything about about an orthopedic appointment and i was like okay she's like well i'll call call your mom do it in front of me like we'll do it on do it on speaker oh, she knew i was lying no. so do it on speaker and uh and dude i was like i'm like well i'm going for it like i had nothing else to do <gasps> so shot, i called so i called my mom like at work my mom's a teacher and and she was and then the lady was like so 
Jake says he has an orthopedic appointment for his for his broken foot. Is that true? My mom's like, I haven't. Uh, my mom didn't like. My mom says later, so like the next when I got home that night, she's like, if you would have told me you were doing that, I would have vouched for you. Right. But my mom's like, no, I don't think he does. No, no, <laughs> no, he doesn't. She just says no a million times, and each time I just imagine <laughs> the camera panning in on your face. <laughs> boom, boom. You're like, oh shit. And, and then and no, the, boom. And then, so then she's like, well, he says that he does. And he was trying to get out of getting in a, he's trying to get out of going to an assembly. And my mom's like, oh, oh yeah, no. (laughs) So it's just, and the lady's like, okay. And so she hung up and then she was like, get down to the assembly. So I I had to like go into the assembly late. So the assembly's already going at this point. So I'd like open the door with my crutches and crutch on all in there. Dude, I can't tell you how many times, like, so obviously, like I've said before, I didn't graduate high school because I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times it was because, like, I'd sleep in and then I'd look at the clock and be like, all right, I can make it to the first period. But if I go now, I'm going to walk in late. And fuck that, dude. I hate that. Yeah. Even as an adult in college, I did that sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I hate walking in late. Everyone turns and looks at you. Yeah. But your busted ass foot on crutches, the whole <laughs> assembly turns, and you're like, not only did you just not get out of skipping, but now you're hobbling in. Mm-hmm. That's was... your favorite time of faking it? I never call in sick. Oh, you pussy. I think I've called in sick to work maybe like four times in 10 years. So, my favorite time was, uh, I was like, I kind of want to go to the beach this weekend. And I was like, but gosh, you know, I have to be at, this wasn't at my current job. This is at my last job. And my buddy, my old supervisor, Luke, has been listening to our podcast. So, hey, Luke, if you hear this, you'll know, you might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, it was in like July and um, Jen and I were like, let's go to the beach. So we drove to the beach and we camped at the beach. I love camping in my element. I mm-hmm. looked it up. So now there's like this whole bed set up, complete sleeping. It's so comfortable. That's awesome. And in the summer, you can crack the windows open. And I made like, I, I, I um, sewed a custom screen that slips over my door. Oh, okay. So I can, and it's magnetic. So it magnets to my door and I can roll the window down and bugs can't come in. Oh. Yeah. I love it. I love sleeping in there. So we get out to, we're camping at Lincoln City and it's Sunday and I have to go to work. And I'm like, I really don't want to go to work. But I booked the trip for three nights to stay through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I just like text my boss. I was like, hey, I'm really sick. I can't make it in tonight. And they're like, oh, all right. You know, feel better. But I was just sleeping in my element. <laughs> <laughs> and got to spend the whole next that's, day at the beach. Well, that's, that's if you're going to do it, that's, that's the reason to do it. Right, like, at the dude. Beach. You got to do it more, yeah. Jake. You only live once. Yeah, man. But... YOLO, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just always like because of that one time I got I got caught. Yes, I, I think I'm just for like, mm-hmm. like I'm just like, I always believe that what are slim odds to to everybody else are like it's gonna happen. Right, to me. like you were saying. I think last week you're in the Matrix and everyone and the Matrix is designed to fuck with you. Exactly <laughs> because I I just assume like oh they're like oh what's the chance of you getting caught? For me, one hundred percent. That's good to know. I'm never gonna try to get away with shit with you. <laughs> I'm thinking about like going to like a conference or like a, a campaign. Mm-hmm. event i'll be like jake let's try to fucking sneak in there and no not with you nope no nope. we will be caught be like dude remember the chances i'll be like oh okay yeah we're yep. not doing it mm-hmm. fuck that <laughs> <laughs> um so 
uh, I asked you this. You said he didn't have a que- uh, answer, but I thought it was kind of. I'll just go through these. Okay. Um, uh, I'll skip that one. Um, if you so, if you were a witness protection program, what would be your new name and where would you go? You didn't have an answer for that. No. So I thought of kind of uh, just an off, just real quickly, and I a name I thought of um, was so. My mom almost named me Justin. Okay. But she didn't. She named me Jeffrey. Um, so I picked Justin. And then O'Donnell is my mother's maiden name. But it's also the name, the first name on my first birth certificate. I feel like they wouldn't let you do that because someone, if well, someone's yes, really Jake, after but I'm you. picking my name. Okay, fair enough. But Jen had a great idea. I just keep my name, Jeff Lopez. And now they're looking for other names other than jeff lopez so they never find ah, me not bad that's not bad um, no one would ever suspect that right so where would i go fucking <laughs> i put hawaii but now that i'm thinking about it i just live at disneyland bro just live at disneyland <laughs> yeah you might as well yeah just never get off the teacup ride um what would a world populated uh, by clones of you be like you didn't have an answer for that one no. Okay, so I was because nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to think about the. Overall I do. Populated by as me. soon as I saw that question, I th- I didn't even think about myself. I thought about a world populated by you. Okay, then what do you think that it would be? Uh, I would if it w- if I was me, in a world of you, I would, <sighs> I would just have a constant like twenty four hour boner. <laughs> And then I'd go outside and I'd see you and <laughs> I'd go to the store and buy groceries and I'd see you. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be yeah. interesting just to. God, I don't know. Liberal you or high school you or what I get all versions of you. Oh, my gosh. Could you all high all, schoolers all are all like high school Jake. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be the worst. <laughs> That'd be amazing, dude. Especially, on, can you imagine social media in a world of just Jakes? That comment feed would be fucking incredible, dude. I would never read them. There'd be no point. They'd be like a whole page long. I'd be like, I'm not even reading this. See, I, I constantly, Callie <laughs> always tells me she's like, nobody, nobody. The reason why you don't ever get likes is because you, you're too long. Mm-hmm. People want short explanations. They want it in meme form, Jake. I know. Just make a meme. Did you see my meme about Donald Trump? No. I don't know why he made this page, but um, Blazers played against the Cavs the other night. Yeah. Whooped their ass. Well, didn't whoop their ass. They, they beat him pretty bad in the end, but Cavs came back. That game made me scared. Yeah, me too. Chidi Osman was going off. Yeah. Um, so they were just draining threes, and I love that. So I found this picture. I just I don't know why it popped up on my feed of Donald Trump. Um and uh, I don't have the meme, but it said um, uh, somebody must have been watching the Trailblazer game. And it's him like holding like his <laughs> the three goggles, the three goggles. And I just put rips. In. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like um, that. You got to make everything a meme form, dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I asked I asked all these questions to Jen just to help me get mm-hmm. you know, my juices flowing and get him thinking. I said. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, what would a world populated by clones of me be like? She, uh, word for word, goes, bunch of bossy people walking around drinking rock stars. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, do you drink a lot of rock? No, oh, I drink okay. only on the weekends. Okay. <laughs> I, was say, I don't think I've ever seen you with an energy yeah, drink. Yeah, on the weekends I do. But okay. oh, it was so funny. I we don't really ever see so each other hard. on the weekends. Right. Yeah. Whose fault is that? That'd be mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I usually work. Oh, yeah, you do. But you're about to change, right? Yep. Yeah, hell yeah. Get those weekends off, boy. Um, what old person things do you do? You got to have some. I had an old person moment the other day. And okay. it's not really like... I think it it's an old person thing, even though the topic really was an old person. Okay. It's thinking that everything from like your generation, like from mm-hmm. the time you grew up is far superior yep. to anything that's currently out. And I was having, I was talking to this guy who's this kid is really into gaming at mm-hmm. my work. And I was like, man, I just think a 360 was a much better console. The games were better. I thought, and then no. and like better than the Xbox one. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I, because I had such the 360 is what I grew up on. Right. I was just like, it's the best. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the what I, did you play OG with. Xbox at all? Yeah. Did you like that? I was late pretty, to the game. I was pretty late to yeah. the game. Yeah. So I played like like Halo 2 and all those. Oh, no. Like, I played all of that. Yeah. I okay. Was I a, played a lot of regular On OG. Xbox Live? No. See, I was early into that Xbox Live mm-hmm. world, and it was so awesome. When I think about like nostalgic games, um, I have a Switch, so I play like, like I just told you a little bit ago, um, I've been super into Tetris lately. Yeah. Like, love Tetris. But those early days on the original Xbox playing Xbox Live games... Oh, which gets me into the the one the next uh, the next question. Um, I'll get back to my old person mm-hmm. thing in a minute. But um, I, I said, what did you think was cool when you were young, but isn't cool now? I put talking trash on Xbox <laughs> when I was in that age yeah. playing on the original Xbox, dude. I don't care who you were or how old you were. I would say the worst things to you and then headshot you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's not, now I'm just private party only and mm-hmm. I only talk to my friends or if no one's online, I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, not only with video games, but it's hard not to even think about like music today or, or anything yeah. that you might be interested in. You're just like, um, everything that I'm into is way better than anything that's new. Right, mm-hmm. that's a very old yeah. person kind of thought. You hear as people get older, like I don't listen to any new music unless the bands I've listened to for the last fifteen years have come up make with new music. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I listen to like Coldplay's new stuff because I listen to Coldplay. In the I'll, past. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Oh god, that's uh, fine. <laughs> it's not as bad as I won't let people know. <laughs> it's not as bad as Nickelback. I just got into an argument with someone about Nickelback. I think it's on Knuckle Draggers from yesterday's okay. episode. But um, people hate on Nickelback, but you know, like they, I think that they've they've found the way to manipulate the system. So they come out with all these like radio mm-hmm. hits, yeah. if you will, um, and they make millions off of it. But they're signed to like I don't know if they're still signed, but they were signed to Roadrunner, which is a metal label. And a lot of their other stuff that isn't on the radio is pretty heavy. Oh, really? I don't think they like scream, but it's mm-hmm. it's heavier stuff. I remember one time I think I saw a, a Nickelback DVD on like Netflix or something, and I was like, "This will be interesting." I'll just fast forward through it just to see what a live show was like. I'm pretty sure they had like a titty cam where they had a camera and they were like filming all the girls flashing, and it was putting it up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, they're vanilla on the radio, but. 
They okay. might be priests. Well, fair enough. Just their dude. That I just the, vo- the yeah. his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, hate that style. Worse than Creed. A lot of a lot of like uh, Christian singers sing like that too. Yeah, well, it drives Creed. Me, it drives me nuts. But I mean, even on the Christian radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, gosh, who is that? Uh, um, casting crowns is kind of. Uh-huh, I don't know if uh-huh. you listen to them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. They're like that. Yeah, there's kinda. some uh, some Christian bands. I'm just like, oh, stop singing! I can't do that. I guess casting crowns really not like that. I don't know. It kind of is. He has a couple songs where he gets gravelly. Yeah. But anyway, completely off topic. Yeah. Um, what old person thing that I do? Um, and we'll end with this. I love antiquing. Okay. And I love going to used bookstores. So maybe that's my obsession with history. Okay. And these are old artifacts, and maybe that's why I like going and looking at them. But I was talking to my grandma the other day, and she was like, yeah, I want to go to the bookstore. And I was like, man, I love going to the bookstore. And she's like, I love, you know, she's like, when uh, your grandpa was alive and we'd go to the beach, we would always go uh, to used bookstores. And I'm like, I do that now. Like, I love that. I love going antiquing. Um, So that's kind of my Hmm. old person thing. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time on Hoth- at, like on Hawthorne? Hell no. My sister drug me into. Um, I hate Portland. My sister drug me into one of the like worst places I've ever been into my life, and mm-hmm. it's this place on Hawthorne, and it sells like vintage. It's like vin- it's like clothes. Yeah. Is it like that red light or something? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead though. It's like vintage something or other i don't know it's in this big building and it it's they sell just old dirty clothes but Mm -hmm. they sell them for a tremendous amount of money Mm -hmm. and ironically there's like a block down is a goodwill where you can buy the same effing clothes for like a 10 percent of the cost right so there's this place um okay not that one. okay there's this place called the red light clothing exchange and i don't remember why i was down in hawthorne but i was one time when i was back when i was Mm -hmm. in splash attack the band and um I walked into this red light clothing store and I'm walking around and I'm looking through the racks. I swear to God, I found a splash attack t-shirt in there that somebody had just given to this place. <laughs> there is nothing in the world. Did you, more. Did you buy it? No, oh. it was more than we sold it for. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh it my was gosh. Like, I almost like, this wasn't in the current age of social mm-hmm. media, obviously, but today I would have been like, who the fuck? <laughs> I was so annoyed, dude. That might have been one of the best stories you've ever oh, told. Oh, I was like, are you kidding me? Why? Why would you do this? Why would you buy a shirt and then fucking give it away? Yeah, that's nuts. <sighs> Have we really gone that long? Maybe. Wow. (laughs) This went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. All right, let's finish up. Live strong bracelets are the things I thought were cool that are no longer (laughs) cool anymore. (laughs) I used to always have bracelets on my wrists. Live strong? Like those, you know those rubber... Remember the Live Strong was like the oh, yellow rubber, Lance? like Lance Armstrong yeah, bracelet. Yeah, yeah. I always had one on my wrist for years. Mm. I had the same one. Even in college, broke. you're not wearing them now, but they you broke. used to. Oh, Tucker, Tucker chewed them off my wrist. Son of a bitch. Though, but those were Harry Potter, and those were kind of yeah, this, those were kind say. of like a personal thing. They had a my favorite quote from the yeah, movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, something always. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, not always. <laughs> no, why did I? I you yeah. said yes. I'm cutting no, it. No, it's not always. <laughs> it's not that. No, it's not that. I but. know it wasn't. All right. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening to our rambles every week. Next week, Donna Sinclair. Is it? May, March 5th, right? <laughs> Maybe? Is it already? I think Jeez. so. Because remember, this is a short month. Wait, what about To the Republic? To the Republic is that's going to release the same day. Oh, shit. 
Oh, man, we got a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay, next week is To the Republic, and maybe we'll do Dawn of the Seventh. Yeah, we got to do Dawn of the Seventh. Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, Check out our social media and look at Jake rambling. Yep. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. Uh, We're on Twitter and Facebook. Also, um, like, share, and subscribe our podcast, please. Yes, please share. Bye, guys. Bye.